Welcome back to the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. Nolan here, along with Bruce, Chip, Aubrey, Derek. We're tailgating in the Charlotte lots, getting ready to go in, and going to see an epic show. Isn't that right, Bruce? That is correct. He says that's correct. If you couldn't hear him, he was too busy getting uh, a Corona light that he's about to pop open here. But we're about to, about to break down and head into the venue. But before we do that, we're going to get in some pregame picks. And we're going to talk openers and maybe closers and encore. Maybe just wow, or just what maybe something that we'll expect to see tonight, Bruce. I think we got to start first with the opener. And I think we're in agreement on our no, no, guest no, no, here. On, Are we not? We had a special guest uh, call in earlier. He's not live on the podcast. Matt Norlander, and he gave his prediction Matt Norlander is penciled in. The pick is in. Pantala Nagapampa into Rapunzel to open the show. Norlander, terrible choice, terrible choice. We'll see, we'll see. He may be spot on, but probably not. It could happen. Uh, as Matt pointed out, Dave does like to choose special things sometimes for the Friday night concert series on series on XM. Um, so... Not looking at a lot of repeats from last Friday night in the Woodlands, but I think we're going to predict, as much as we would love a Rapunzel opener, they don't do that that much anymore. We're going with two-step. Yeah, this is a podcast collective bargaining agreement, two-step. Nolan and I are choosing that. I think we said it without even each of us knowing what we were going to choose, and that's what we're settling on, so you're not going to get two different picks. Also, shout out Norlander. He's got Steve Harris on the podcast. You're going to want to listen to Records and Riffs here coming up soon. Also, we're going to work on getting Steve Harris. But also, I think two-step, good opener. I think that it's something that uh, Charlotte needs tonight. They need to get the crowd kind of like – you know, hey, get your asses in the seats. We're starting a little earlier. You can hear it. It's something that's a slow build, and then all of a sudden, boom, slaps you in the face. Something I don't think they've opened with on the uh, Sirius XM uh, Friday Night Concert Series. So let's go, DMB. Two-step, make us look like Nostradamus. Nostradamus. We're ready to go. All right. We've got- that's, that's one of your better ones right there. That was pretty good. <laughs> That was pretty good. Are you sure not loser game show sound? That bump, 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 bump. No, that was good. All right, all right. That was good. Yeah. All right. Chip, what's your pick? Opener. Go. Give me the stone. Oh. Chip wants a stone opener. Aubrey's shaking his head. He agrees two-step. I'm, I'm going to say too much. Ooh. Too much opener. That would be amazing. I'm all for that. Yeah, it's a great call. Okay, other things we think we might see tonight. Either break for it or break free. I don't think we'll get both tonight. No, no, no. You got to go a little bit more. Uh, you got to go a little deeper. That was just a tease. That's just a little bit. We're going to go deeper, and I don't know if it's going to happen tonight, but Dreaming Tree, 
this weekend. I don't think we're going to get shotgun. All right, let's go for something that hasn't been played this tour, Nolan. Okay. What do you think? I'm going with I like I like what Chip said the stone, but I'm wearing multiple pins on my hat. Shout out DMB Gorge Crew. Um, I don't normally do this, but I'm doing it. Uh, let's go with Pig. I think will be played tonight, um, and if not, it will be played in Charlotte or Atlanta. Nolan, your choice. I'm going to go with Say Goodbye. Like We've seen it here before. It's going to happen again. Um, so feeling good about it, and uh, you know we're about to head in, pack up, head into the venue. It's going to be awesome. We'll check you guys later on the corner of Gray Street. Signing off. All right. Well, good morning, everybody. We are on the way down from Charlotte to Hotlanta, the ATL. The corner of Gray Street is headed down to Atlanta. But what we're going to do here um, in the car as Nolan is driving um, is recap last night as we have it playing from Sirius XM. Uh, currently right now they're doing the replay we're on suite as you can hear but we're going to go through the show give our reactions and uh say how we feel um again i'm bruce this is nolan hello there we go um nolan obviously hot day yesterday um you know we get in the venue they've got the uh drums covered to keep from getting overly heated overheated i guess uh from the sun shining down on stage they came out a little later because of that sun, it seemed like was going to be brutal on the band if they didn't let it set some. And they did. They came out just after 8, and uh, Nolan opened with uh, opened with something that hasn't opened in a while, I believe. I don't know the last time it opened, but not really as a welcome on the Corner of Gray Street podcast. But I think some people may have liked it. Um, a hit. Funny the way it is. Yeah, I think... Uh I think we left off yesterday saying we were going to check in from the venue. We were not able to do that. We were maybe not in the best headspace through the first half of the show, but <laughs> that uh, quickly picked up as the second half of the show was pretty great. Um, but, yeah, funny the way it is to open, 24th time opening a show. Um, I'll give them credit. It was different, and they have been changing up the openers. Uh, yeah. Not a song we wanted to see. Uh, they play it all the time and all the time in Charlotte. And uh, we saw the last time uh, last year in Charlotte. So, you know, that's one thing. Um, but it was it was it was the same as it always is. Um, and then they follow that up with uh, another song that's usually an opener. One Sweet World. Bruce. Yeah. Tour debut of One Sweet World. Um it was good. Uh, most of the band sounded great. I think everyone uh, is in agreement that the horns are too much. Um, it, they are extremely loud on that song, and they don't play the line correctly. Um, sorry, but go back and listen to how Roy played the One Sweet World line. The horns play it too staccato. Bah, bah, bah. It is very in your face. Um, but the rest of the song was great. If you can block out that, sounds great. Um and then a little early, where are you going, Nolan? We just heard it on the radio, and it sounded fantastic. Um, we we liked that song, and we were uh, we were pleased to see it because it was great. Jeff was incredible on it. Um, and then Nolan, uh, a first time for both of us, and a first time for probably most people in attendance. Uh, new song, the only thing. Yeah, one of the songs we really wanted to see going into these shows. 
scratch that one off the list. It is such a good feeling when you're at a show and you get to see something that you haven't seen before. I mean, that really just like can change the whole show for you. Um, we'll get more into that later, but the only thing was great. And listening to this mix, uh, we're noticing that they sound pretty good. I think uh, Dave's voice is sounding great. Um, so, you know, you just heard uh, them follow up the only thing with Sweet in the background right there. And uh, I believe uh, the ukulele was out of tune. Dave started strumming it and was like looking around like, what is this sound? Why is this happening? He was looking around the whole band for answers and... Uh, we think maybe the heat might have might have messed with it a little bit, but regardless, I don't think many people noticed. Yeah, um, agreed. It did sound like maybe one of the strings had gone a little flat. Uh, could have been the mix. Could have been just Dave's look confused, and maybe we just thought that it was. I don't know. We were we were searching for answers too. Um, we'll have to. We didn't even pay attention when they went through it on Sirius XM. We should have listen to what it sounded like but we were uh busy trying to talk to you guys so um that's fine sweet was good um, got a little jam in there and that's that's been fun since they added that last year uh the song that you're hearing starting right now is crush and oh boy nolan that one was that one was 16 minutes of bliss just a fantastic song um the jam was great Rashawn did a fantastic uh fantastic job throughout and then the new Jazzy Jam that we talked about. Uh, fantastic. Noel, I know that it is uh, your number one song ever. It is your favorite DMB song. So what would you think about uh, getting a little crush last night? I thought I it's a song I want to see at every show. And, uh, man, they delivered. It was awesome. Uh, easily, this was one of, I think, um, top three best performance of the night song wise uh they were killing it there was a guy uh dancing oh my god just across the aisle this guy who knows what he was on but he was having the time of his life just he was just like lurking and like just bouncing around doing all kinds of crazy dances kicked out of multiple aisles yeah he just kept getting bounced and thought he was being sneaky and Wearing a, uh, a a parrot Hawaiian shirt with parrots on it. Yes. The guy was on another level. Um, and then the boys took it to another level in the jam. I mean, this is easily Rashawn's best song by far. Not even close. And uh, he does a great job on this one. Um, yeah, and then Tim and Carter and the outro, it, it was over. Oh, it was over. It was, it was awesome, incredible, um, and yeah, that guy was awesome. We would love to see him again tonight. We won't, but he was he was our favorite. Um, after that, Nolan, we had an extremely loud guitar come out for Samurai Cop. Uh, you know, bathroom break song, honestly for us. But uh, that is that guitar he plays on it is so crunchy and so loud. It's obnoxious, not going to lie. After that, Granny, so kicking it back up. And then um, I believe, no, the show before was the tour debut. So Damn Lucky shows up, which is a pretty good song. We are meh on it and then can't stop. This was kind of the run, uh, Nolan, that we were talking about. 
when we said kind of the first half-ish of the show, we were a little bit like, what? Why? What are you doing? Um, you know, Samurai Cop, So Damn Lucky, and Can't Stop were all played at the show before. Obviously, we weren't there. We get it. Like, that's why are we complaining about that? But, you know, I they're not songs that I want to see even pop up on a paper set list multiple times in a row. I don't know. That's picky. I get it. But, uh, yeah, Nolan, at this point in time, we were a little bit like, all right, guys, come on. Yeah, um, I actually, I mean, I like So Damn Lucky a lot. I think it's a great song. I think it's one of the best songs on Some Devil. But I I feel like at this point, maybe we've just been to too many shows. But we've seen it so many times. We were like, all right, let's let's walk around. And, um, you know, we uh, were able to check out the lounge yeah. that we were so graciously given lounge passes to. That was pretty cool. That was definitely a highlight of the night. Um, nothing crazy, but you get to get a little uh extra access back there free uh snacks and and drinks so that was cool um so we checked that out and um actually met um one of stefan's childhood friends went to school with stefan um so that was pretty cool talked to him for a little bit and as so damn lucky was finishing up we were walking back to the seats and they start can't stop and that just made us mad. I would say Can't Stop and Funny the Way It Is. Obviously, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know how we feel about them, but like both of those... Yeah, when they start. When they start, you're just like, no. Yeah, I we, see those again. we get annoyed at those. But, Nolan, they actually made a uh, set list audible right after this and played a song that is... <laughs> I, it, it's really odd. It's not an overly played song at all, but I feel like we get it in North Carolina a lot, but generally... With a guest, but this time, um, you know, it was just the regular guys in the band. Uh, Lover Lay Down makes an appearance, and uh, the space between was actually on the set list, and they audibled into a uh, <laughs> they audibled into a uh, uh, tour debut of Lover Lay Down. Yeah, Lover Lay Down is such an underrated song at this point in the band's uh, history and catalog. We've gotten it so many times in North Carolina, and I love that. I still thought the, uh, like when it first started, I was like, what is the flow of this show? Like, what is happening? They played so many slow songs, um, and I was kind of looking for, I don't know, like a pick-me-up. Like, I just don't like Can't Stop, so I was looking for a pick-me-up after that, and they went slow, and I was like, okay, but whatever, Lover Lay Down was awesome, Jeff killed it, um... And then really from Lover Lay Down on through the rest of the show, it was great. Not good. Great. Uh, Lover Lay Down. And then Nancy's Warehouse, Bruce. And they really just, like, took the show to another level. Yeah, agreed. I mean, there's Nancy's and Warehouse. There's not a whole lot to dive into there. They were just awesome. They were great versions. Um, That warehouse was extremely good. Rashawn again. He the warehouse is a great sh- song for uh, Rashawn as well. Stop time intro with the woos. That was great. That was really fun. I, I I need to know or look up when the last time I had a woo intro warehouse. That was um. I feel like that's rare. More rare. Yeah, that was more rare um lately, and we got it. So that was cool. And I like all all versions of Warehouse. That was great. And then, Nolan, after that, we got a song that we said, oh, please, hopefully we see it this weekend. And we did. We get it last night with Break For It. 
um, you know, something that is getting played a lot this tour. I think now we're at uh, four out of the six or seven shows already, and it was great. I think they took it out a little longer than uh, than normal. I think it was nearly seven minutes long, Nolan. Yeah, this was a highlight of the night for sure. I had not seen it before. Um, man, it was cool. It was uh, you know when it when it first came out back in 2010, I wasn't like super pumped about it. I was like, oh, that's cool. It's just okay. Seeing it live, I thought it was great. And um, they did extend it a little bit. Buddy felt like Buddy wanted to like take it to another level, and um, he kept looking at Dave, and he was like started to do it in the jam they were jamming a little bit tim was getting in there and then buddy started singing a little bit started to get back up and then it like kind of went back down so i don't know if they maybe in the future are gonna keep playing it and maybe jam it out a little uh i think that yeah i think that could be really cool there wasn't a ton of jamming last night um but i think that would be uh, a good song for them to try it out on something new yeah i agree i think that there was a little bit more jamming uh, now that i have Almanac page pulled up with some of the song times. Little, some of them were longer. It was a longer show than I think that they've done most of the year. I mean, this was a uh, two and a half hour show, uh, song time wise at least. We need to check and see what the others were, I guess. But it felt it felt like a good, uh, nice. Uh, yeah, it felt like it was a. If, oh, that was where the guy was dancing, and um, then walk around the moon. Another uh, another new song, but we've seen it several times now, and it is. Uh, it's good. It's that's a good song. Um, I'm excited to hear it in the studio whenever we get to do that. And yeah, there's there's not a whole lot to say there. Then Nolan, a first for Nolan. He's been talking about this one since the podcast started. We've been talking about this one for nearly 20 years um, of friendship, and Nolan finally got what he's been searching for. Yeah, and I, I think I I didn't know like how much time was left in the show because I forgot that they came out early or later um, but finally Grace is gone and when he started strumming it I could not believe it finally got a full band Grace is gone after 54 53 shows uh, ridiculous seen a Dave and Tim saw that unique version at the Gorge last year um, with I guess Dave Tim and Buddy and uh, full band uh, this time, Carter and Stefan on it. So, I mean, it was awesome. Buddy Buddy and Tim are just so, so great. Um, 
in the in the jam, the outro for Grace. Uh, that was another highlight. I mean, the show just like keeps getting better. That was really, really nice to hear. Beautiful outro by Buddy. He's He crushes it. And when he gets on a roll, him and Carter kind of lock in. I think Carter really likes Buddy. Seems to uh, seems to laugh a lot. Tim does, too. He watches. He turns and watches Buddy a lot. It's, it's awesome. And then, Nolan, we got a, what I'm surprised by, a 15-minute Jimmy thing. Um, Jimmy thing has been closer to 10 minutes this year. But we got a more of a jammed out one because Dave decided in the middle, which let me preface this, I think this is one of the better Jimmy things we've seen in a very long time. Yeah. And Dave decided in the middle right before he does the lately off, that part, he uh, introduced all the band members and then started being really silly with Stefan and Carter's introductions. We'll have to throw that in uh, here somewhere. You wouldn't guess it, but I served illegal alcohol to an underage man. At that stage, some people would have called him wrongly just a kid. He was an early bloomer. Stefano saw it on the bass guitar. Carter Beaufort on the drums. I served him a few cocktails too, you know. I used to watch him through the window. I used to watch him through the door. I used to follow him around the city. Because of the city, hey, was a 
and it was <laughs> it was hilarious. And he talked like serving drinks or something about Carter, and then he started scatting and brought mid-song scat back, um, not late song. This is mid-Jimmy thing, a little scat, and it was hilarious and great. Then they go back into the song, and then they do a nice horn jam, and at the end, um, no covers. They did a just a, I couldn't tell, and pardon us for not doing our research, if this is the same Jimmy out, outro ending that they've done this tour, Nolan, but I don't think so. I think this was potentially one that they just kind of made up right there. I think Tim just started playing like three or four notes, and then Dave latched on, and then they just started playing because Jeff and Rashawn went over to the side and were playing notes back and forth to each other to learn it, and then came in and started playing their lines. But I don't know what was going on, but it was awesome. For a second, I I was like, oh, they're going into sexy MF. It just sounded like there were a couple notes. I was like, oh no. <laughs> and then there were a couple notes where I was like, are they about to play the thank you interpolation like they did the other night? That'd be weird because they would have done thank you twice in the same show with the so damn lucky outro. Uh, but no, they just this was like a structured jam that they just seemed like they made on the spot, like you said, and. I mean, they just kept going and kept going. It was great. This was, I know people get down on Jimmy and are tired of seeing it. Not this one. You need to listen to this one. This one was great. Yeah, don't sleep on Jimmy thing this year. Um, I think people have been looking for those cover outros to be axed for a while and for the band to get a little bit more experimental. I'd, I'd say that they're doing that this year. The one thing I think everyone would love to see, but I don't think we'll ever come back, is the Dave guitar solo. And it just kind of seems like, hey, if you're going to do it anytime within the last 15 years, this seems like the year they do it because they're not doing those uh, those covers. Anyways, 
Nolan, Jimmy thing, that was awesome. And we thought that might close, right? We weren't really sure. And then Dave's like, we got a couple more for you. And they had the baritone guitar out. We were like, oh, man, maybe break free, uh, so right. They go into she, um, which honestly kind of makes me be like, oh, man, come on. But she was really good. They did a great job with it, and it sounded great. And it's a good song. Like, it's it's solid. Um, anything to say about she? Or should we just move on? Uh, yeah, I like it. It did give me a break to uh, finally sit down and uh, uh, check in on the Canes game. Kane. Sure, he really likes she a lot. Checking in on hockey games. Means hey, playoffs. Canes won. Big win. That's it. Nolan. Generally after she, I think they do a lot of uh, ants marchings. Yes. Not this time. No siree. Two-step. Show close or uh, set closing two-step. Oh, my goodness. When it started, here we go. Awesome. And this was uh, a time step, not a, not just a two-step. little time bomb interpolation at the beginning, um, just kind of like they always do these days, it seems like. Dave mumbles for a bit and then does the time bomb lyrics, and they launch into two-step. It was great. It was... Um, just over 11 minutes long, which is perfect. That's what we want, and that we've wanted that song in that form for years, Nolan. I think I looked at it the last true um, long two-step over 11 minutes that I saw was 2013. The last one that was over 10 minutes was 2016. That was great, but this one was awesome. Ended the set. I mean, what a great way to do it. Best way to end the set. I mean, we wanted two step. Three shows in a row. Yeah, three shows in a row. We hadn't seen it full band in a while. Um, back, I think since 2018. Um, it was awesome. You could really tell Dave was feeling it. Um, I noticed a few times during the show, like songs that Dave particularly seemed pumped to be playing, and two step. Uh, break for it and then I'll throw in um, obviously like Crush and Jimmy yeah. he was Dave was hyped for those uh, so that was cool to see and I mean the ending of Two Step it just 
the intro to Two Step, when the horns come in, and then the ending of Two Step, it does not get better than that at a Dave Matthews Band show. It does not. It is. It's the pinnacle. It really is. And it was. That was our walk off song. I mean, that was. We were like, all right, I think we're good. Charlotte's one of the worst lots to get out of on the entire tour. Let's. Yeah, it's awful. And so we we knew this. Um, we were staying with a friend on the south side of Charlotte, so we uh, we knew we needed to get on out of there. And it was a good thing that we started kind of moving towards the exit. We saw the YAM guitar get placed out during the encore break, so we knew that was coming. We figured it'd be a one-song YAM encore. Uh, it was actually not, but we started making our way out to the lots, and Nolan, it was the right choice. We could hear everything from the encore perfectly, all the way to the car, until we turned on the DMB radio when we started the car, and we could hear the end of what came next, which was a liberation, a tour debut, and um, actually it was flip-flopped on the actual set list, but Nolan... <laughs> Out of left field, Time Bomb closes the encore. And I believe that that was the first time it was even planted in the encore um, in nine years. July of 2013, I believe. So, yeah, Nolan, Time Bomb, or YAM Time Bomb Encore. What do you think? I mean, that's pretty cool. I don't I don't go to shows to uh, typically hope for Time Bomb to pop up. But, uh, you know, it was – I couldn't believe – Dave finished YM and then didn't say anything. Like, thank y'all, whatever. Um, I'm like, oh, what's he going to go in? And then the horn started. We were like, time bomb? What? Uh, so, yeah, it was cool to hear. Cool to hear on the, the radio as we were leaving and making great time out of the lots. Because uh, last year we did not, and we got stuck. And it took us an hour and a half to get out of the lots. Um, Perfect time for a couple more brewskis. Yeah. <laughs> So we made the right call, um, but overall, I thought it was a, a good show. Good, not great, but the second half of the show was great, not good. Yeah, I would agree. Um, gives us a lot to want for tonight, like leaves a lot on the table, I think. Not that necessarily Dave cares about uh, out-of-city, venue-to-venue repeats, but I think you know we'll probably get – four or five repeats tonight i would i would assume it would be great to not have any that'd be cool but depends on what the songs are but hopefully we get some good stuff tonight Nolan. i think you know at this point we probably need to begin shifting our focus over to atlanta what do we think you know a couple things we may see let's pick an opener let's do this together we don't have a shout out from norlander today um maybe we can send him a quick text and see if he has a uh as a guess but yeah nolan any thoughts for tonight here in atlanta um do you have a opener pick what do you what do you want to say uh, as a little atlanta preview here opener tonight will be dreaming tree bruce wow yep i'm going with it uh probably won't happen but i think it'd be cool and uh i think we'll get dreaming tree at some point tonight um but I'll change it up and go opener. Wow. That is uh, that is strong, Mr. Nolan. I love that. I, I don't think that that will happen. But <laughs> I think that that has a uh, very low possibility of happening, but it makes me extremely, extremely happy to even hear that that's a possibility since they've already played Dreaming Tree this year. Um, 
we we need Dreaming Tree tonight. That is, I think, I, I'm not expecting it by any any stretch, but that's something that would be awesome for them to throw in tonight. Give us a bone. Come on. Uh, I'm going to go, I think that whatever they open with is going to be a tour debut. Um, I'm going to go with, Oh, no, this wouldn't be a tour debut. I think they're going to open with Tripping Billies, Nolan. And actually, you know what? We're going to do a little vamp here for a second because I want to look up last year's set list real quick. On the fly, we're going to do... Was it? Yeah. Oh, man, that means they're not going to do it this year. No, Nolan is wrong. It was a warehouse opener. So, wow. Nolan, extremely long. The stone was played in the five hole last year so warehouse opener last year then best of what's around grace is gone one sweet world the stone 41 jesus christ we had a drive in drive out in there um yeah pretty strong start there man i think nolan i'm gonna go with what did you say again you said dreaming tree wow i'm gonna go with pig as tonight's opener Something that wasn't played last year. Something that is a tour debut, so I'll, I'll stick with what I said. I'm, I, don't, I have almost next to zero confidence in this. I'm just putting it into the ether. Seeing if it'll show up. Uh, I, I think uh, yeah. let's, let's go with Pig. And um, if I were to go with another tour debut, that would show up for tonight. Hmm. Nolan, did you, you, did you have another tour debut that you mentioned? I uh, last night I believe I picked say goodbye. I'm gonna stick with say goodbye. I like that. No, Nolan went with say goodbye for tonight's tour debut. I'm gonna go with you never know. So those will be our two selections. Nolan's got a dreaming tree opener and a say goodbye tour debut, uh, and I have a pig opener and a you never know tour debut. All fantastic songs because we're only going to talk about the best here because we're going to put it out into the universe and manifest our own destiny. All right. Well, Nolan, do you have anything to else to wrap up with before we uh, sign off here before going to Atlanta? No, time to time to get into hot Atlanta. There's another hot one today, but uh, we are ready. We're excited. Uh, second show of the summer for us. Let's go. Let's go. This is uh, this is the. Seventh show of the tour, I believe, Nolan. This is about the time when sometimes it's time to kick things in gear, boys. We're ready for it. We're going to have a blast. Hopefully we'll be seeing some of you all out here tonight. Can't wait. This is our second time at Lakewood, and um, it's going to be the best. So here we go. Lakewood is going to be up to a lot of good tonight. And, um, yeah, we'll check in with you possibly in the light lots. We'll check with it, check in. God, I can't talk here at the end. Maybe during the show most likely after the show to give our uh, to give our reactions. Cheers to a good show, and uh, we'll check in with you after Atlanta. Following the Atlanta show in Lakewood, Bruce, back at the hotel. We've had some time to think about the show. Uh, let's just get right into it and um, talk about our Lakewood experience. <laughs> and uh, first and foremost, want to say... It's in an odd part of town, and uh, parking is not great. So bad. Yeah, we've been here before, 2016, but I feel like we just completely forgot about that part um, and how there's no free parking 
right at the venue in a lot, which is weird. Uh, yeah, you can pay set 60 bucks, I think, to park in the quote-unquote premier parking. And then everything else is kind of a free-for-all street parking. There are people uh, looking to pay for parking. We wound up in a lot because we got there fairly early. Wound up in a lot just right across the street right there um, with uh, with a couple people actually that we wound, wound up knowing and just right there with them. And then <laughs> some guys pull up and they just start asking people for money and telling them like, yeah, I mean, you're in a lot that it costs 40 bucks in and everyone had already set up. It was weird. Anyways, that story is irrelevant. Um, but it was the parking company was super late and then started trying to enforce paying for parking, uh, when people were already there. So, uh, sucks to suck guys. But anyways, <laughs> it is, yeah, it's definitely, uh, we knew it was, uh, in, uh, that, that kind of not so great part of town and just not a lot of parking, um, the massive lines to get in. It was just everything seemed very not great. Um, but I would, you know, chalk it up to it is what it is. Sometimes you just don't have the best outside of the concert experiences, and that's okay. But I think, Nolan, if we come back to Atlanta, I would like for it to be at, um, at the Alpharetta venue. I'd like to check that one out. Uh, we heard from several people tonight that that one is much better. So if we return yes. to see DMB in Atlanta, let's make it Alpharetta. I think that sounds like a good plan. Yeah, I'd like to see them there. Um, it seems like a, a pretty old venue. Um, I'm not sure when it was built, but you could definitely tell it's old. And, you know, when we got to our seats, the... Um, we were in the lower section 102, so I don't know, a little bit behind the pit. And uh, it seemed like a really tight pit, very small pit. And um, for us, too, they were not, they were like fold out seats. They weren't like actual legit like stadium seats. And um, they were packed in. It was hard to get in and out. Um, it was like nobody, everyone felt bad trying to get in and out. Because there was no nowhere to go, no room at all. Um, so yeah, just kind of odd. And um, but getting into just the music of it all, uh, I think we were uh, pretty happy with the show. Several repeats from Charlotte the night before, um, but some nice tour debuts, and uh, we saw a couple songs that we did not expect to see, um, but. They got things started off. Cool opener, You Might Die Trying. And that was, uh, I mean, they just killed that song. Yeah, they absolutely destroyed it. It's really, really good. Just top to bottom, every single band member shines. It was a great opener. Um, there's, I mean, there's not much left to say. They just played the crap out of that song. It is so good. And it's a really good opener. It doesn't, it hasn't opened a lot of shows. I think we said when it did last week, it was a, uh, it was kind of a rare thing. And yeah, I, God, that was that was a blast. And Madman's Eyes, we wanted to see that one. That one came up next. Great, uh, that was fun. It sounded fantastic. So again, we can't wait to see that in the studio. Nolan, uh, do you have any thoughts on Madman's for the the first time seeing it live? I do. Yes, I really liked uh, Buddy and Jeff's intro to it. Uh, I think that'll be cool on the album and. Um, no, that song is a beast already. I mean, 
it was a beast the first time they played it and still is. And I mean, kudos to DMB for writing a song like that. I feel like the thing that we always talk about with DMB is like, we wish the new songs sounded like the old songs. Well, <laughs> this song is, is that exactly. And so is the only thing I think both of them are, uh, like classic DMB sounding songs. So some people I know on the boards, like on TDC will complain and be like, Oh, it's just a hatchet job squirm and last stop and minarets. That's what you guys want. You guys have been <laughs> complaining about D- the DMB sound there. They did it. Okay. So like Madman's eyes is, is great. Yeah. And plus it's a, it's a new, lineup as well technically as a band to be writing that song uh that you know they're they're going to try to keep or they're going to try to um move forward while also holding on to a little bit of their nostalgic past so you know if you want a band to continue to make the same songs over and over and over and over uh, you know i don't know go find go find another one i guess i i like what they've done with madman's when the world ends was next, so that was cool. No, nothing really much there. Proudest Monkey tour debut right there, right after World Ends. That was that was really nice to see. I definitely wasn't expecting to see that, and I could see that more. I think um, we saw it. At, we saw it at the Gorge last year, so that was that was really cool. It was cool to get Proudest Monkey at the Gorge, but this was this was well. This was a welcomed tour debut. I thought. Yeah, it was. It was really nice. Um, a little bit more energy uh, to start off this show than the Charlotte show, um, but Proudest kind of let him like kind of get a nice groove and uh, and take it easy for a song, and then um, that went right into Satellite, which we expected obviously, and then we were like, oh, what's uh, What's about to happen here? It looked like they were going to bring out... Um, I thought it looked like they were going to bring out the Raised B, but I I don't know. There was some like panic uh, with the guitar tech about what guitar, and Dave was telling him something different um, than what he had, and all of a sudden you see him run back, and he brings out the Can't Stop guitar. And we were both like, no. <laughs> They're going to repeat Can't Stop from last night? No thanks. Um, so yeah, we did not enjoy that repeat at all. It's, it's just not, uh, people liked it. Yeah. The crowd seemed to like it. Some of it, I don't know. I just, uh, I don't think I'll be, I'll get over that one anytime soon, but at least, you know, at least it's better than it was in, uh, 2006 and those couple of years after that it yeah it just it leaves a ugh, yeah taste i just don't really like it it is what it is people like it i guess dave loves it i think the band likes it a lot too but they um they just play the crap out of it it's already been played four times this tour obviously it was played last night and then again tonight you can see dave motioning the boom Boom, the Carter that, uh, the Carter uh, drum beat. And then they did like a, Dave was saying weird stuff right before it started. He was saying, 
I'm the man, I'm the man. Boom. Something like that, and then Carter would boom it again. Um, it was it was weird. But yeah, yeah so it they, wasn't good. Yeah, no thanks. We also stop. noticed that uh, Jeff now will hold up his saxophone to his face and start singing into his saxophone microphone. Yeah. So that was kind of funny to see. I was like, <laughs> well, look, look, what is he doing? It was funny to see Jeff say, free the beast inside of me into his saxophone microphone. <laughs> yes. if, you're, if you're going to uh, see Can't Stop, I guess I'll take seeing Jeff do that. That was funny. What an image. Um, <laughs> but I'll also take Can't Stop if it means the dreaming tree yes. is is going to follow it. And that's what came up next, Nolan. Uh, second of the tour, obviously. Second time at Lakewood. First since 99. And uh, oh. this is the second time I've seen a full band. First time since 2007. So 15 years. And finally got the Dreaming Tree again. Wow. And it was awesome. Wow. Man, this is my fourth Dreaming Tree all full band and uh, first since 2009 so I mean super excited to see it I couldn't believe it we were we were mad about Can't Stop and then he we heard the first couple notes and we're both like oh yes and the dude next to us was freaking out about it it was awesome he was so pumped Um, but man Dreaming Tree is just such a beast. I thought every. It seemed like a lot of people were singing along to it. It was not like a song where people were like, oh, time to go to the bathroom. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think there was a mass exodus. No. Uh, like, like I would have thought. I think there was more of a mass exodus, honestly, for Proudest. Um, and again and again. That we'll mm. talk about later. But yeah, Dreaming Tree was great outro is fantastic can't wait to listen to it again i think they pretty much nailed it i didn't notice any flubs seemed like they had fun playing it so that's i think that that's good for maybe they'll play it more and more this summer so hopefully you guys will be able to catch it too if you haven't already um and then we have right after that another repeat from last night and one that they played the absolute crap out of this year sixth time of the tour already dancing nancy's and we were definitely not expecting them to play that by any means but pretty welcome repeat if you're going to get something that you heard the night before i mean why wouldn't you want a classic like dancing nancy's yeah if the classics are the repeats that's totally cool with me uh nancy's was great and um we weren't expecting this next one either another tour debut Brought out the 12 string, and we were like, oh, it's got to be Gray Street. It was not. It was sweet up and down, and... Uh, Amazing. Yeah, shocked by that. Was certain we would never see it again after last summer, and um, we were wrong. We got it, and I think I think it's a beast of a song. I love it. It's, uh, I mean, I, I would say underrated, uh, but... I mean, I love it. I think most people enjoy that one. Oh, yeah. Maybe, I don't know, proper, uh, I guess most people, I would say most fans don't know what it is really. Yeah. Most casual fans. And then uh, you have people who are like, holy shh, what? Well, that's what we were like. And it was great. They did a really good job with it yet again. I think they added some stuff to it. 
because Carter had a little solo at the end. I don't think yeah, they did, did that last year. No, I think you're right. So, Carter, <laughs> you were on fire tonight. tour debut there and then another one right after so it was the third one for the night so far was stay or leave song we talked about earlier in the day we did before we got down here and we heard it on the radio it was actually from uh it was actually a, a version from atlanta from like oh nine mm-hmm. i believe they played stay or leave and we're like play that more what are you doing like let's, let's go i mean they could play that all the time yeah boom here it comes shows up tonight and it was great yeah, as always, uh, I, what else is there to say about Stay or Leave? So beautiful. One of our favorites from Some Devil. I love it. It's, it's one of my favorite Dave songs ever. Um, just a perfect song. And um, great in the live setting. Fun to sing along to. And then we get another repeat, Crush. And uh, you know what? It's one of my two favorite songs. I'll take it at every show. It was awesome. It was yet again awesome. People losing their minds, singing along. It was really loud in there. Really loud. The fans were great on some of the sing-along songs. That was one of them. So Nancy's was one. Yeah. I mean, shoot, uh, Stay or Leave was one. Mm-hmm. And then Crush. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, let's, I love that. And right after that, another one we saw again last night was The Only Thing, Welcomed. I liked seeing it tonight. Carter added a little bit more tonight. So I think that the version that we got tonight was better, especially because of Carter. Hmm. So if uh, for any of those who are listening to the show or re-listening to the show, listen to more Carter on that, the only thing. Yeah, and somewhere in there, Dave says something like, play a song you know, then a song you don't know. Something like that. That was right before Sweet Up and Down. Yeah. So... That was a. Uh, that was interesting. Uh, I wonder which songs in particular he was talking about. If I get, maybe he thinks people don't know "Sweet Up and Down," uh, probably. which it's probably his I, fault. I think it has less than fifty plays ever, so that might be uh, what he meant by that. And then, following the only thing, Bruce, we get a tour debut and one we were not expecting. It was played two times last year uh, in those fall shows but we get again and again slash bob law if you still refer to it as that Ah. um dave put down the guitar and we were like oh it's gonna be sledgehammer sounded like buddy was playing around with some sledgehammer notes and maybe tim but uh yep again and again and uh good song solid song yeah, it was, it was okay. It seemed like Dave kind of struggled on it singing-wise, but I don't know. I'll have to listen to the tape. It's okay. Uh, that was another kind of key break song for people. We didn't take any breaks. We stayed no the breaks. whole time. So we did. how about that? Like, keeping bladders in check, peeps. 
Next, another repeat known. This was, I think, the sh biggest shocker of the night. I was definitely not expecting this one. Shocker meaning shocker that they played last night and then played tonight out of the, was it eight repeats, I think? Eight songs? Seven or but, eight. But this was it, and <laughs> who's ever going to complain about this? Two-step, Nolan. Mid-set two-step. Oh, if you're complaining about mid-set two-step, you need to find another band. Uh, man, like I said, the repeats, if they're classics, it's all good. Uh, another one of my top two favorites, so Crush and Two-Step. Give them to me at every single show. Every single show. This was great. Uh, the intro was not great, however. Um, <laughs> the god we know as Carter Beaufort did not... Uh, Play the intro correctly when the the Dave had the big build up with his wailing and time bomb. I want to believe and the horns hit their lines and Carter just kept playing the intro and everyone was like, "Huh, <laughs> what's happening?" And then Dave tried to like bring it back together. Uh, we'll let you listen to it actually. And Carter was, uh, I don't know, maybe distracted, uh, but was just smiling, doing the intro uh, groove. And Dave was like, no, that's, no. <laughs> it has happened before, and I don't remember what it was, but it's a, um, there's a video known from hardcore fans that have seen it that Dave does the exact same thing, maybe back in 2012 or something, does the exact same thing. Carter doesn't come in on the bam, 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 bam. And Dave's kind of like, and you, he's visibly pissed in that one. He didn't seem as pissed. They actually tried to, Dave improv some more and built it back up and then tried it again. They hit it. And then Carter went straight into the song as opposed to hitting the like three or four times. Yeah. He went straight into the song. So it was, it was interesting, but Hey, it makes, it makes things a lot more fun, a lot more interesting. Like it's a, it's a two-step intro that no one else has seen, really. So uh, we get that, and it was awesome. The song crushed. I think it was slightly longer tonight, maybe. Maybe. It may be a little bit longer once the full timing comes out, so we'll see. But it was fantastic. Uh, you can give me two-step at any point in time. Nolan, mm. end of two-step. What was going on, and what wound up happening, and what made us extremely mad, and that we're now extremely sad yes we noticed uh dave's guitar tech had the tiny red guitar and uh he'd been uh tuning it and making sure it sounded good and thought he'd been doing that with multiple guitars throughout so thought maybe you know he's just uh doing his job keeping everything sounding good and uh he didn't put it down and two-step got 
toward the end, he still had it, still had it. Two step ends, and he's walking to Dave, and he gets to Carter, and uh, I guess Dave uh, waved it off, made a change. Looked like you, I think you saw that Dave uh, asked Carter like if he was good not playing that song. Yeah, he was talking to Carter and obviously said something and Carter gave him kind of the thumbs up. I'm like, oh yeah, well, whatever. And then Dave was given the raise B and bye-bye Tiny Red Guitar. And we just knew, we just knew that it wasn't cutting squirm. They weren't cutting idea of you. They, they, Dave just doesn't cut those songs. He typically cuts, for whatever reason, really good songs. Mm -hmm. And we have been, we have seen it multiple times, and it happened tonight. And he cut shotgun. Just see it. No shotgun. We're not, we didn't get it. Um, we haven't seen it since, oh, oh, nine, maybe. Oh, six. Um, I think I saw it once in oh, nine. Oh, well, I haven't seen it since. Uh, okay, so you haven't seen it in 16 years. Yeah, I haven't seen it in 13 years. Man, I was I was had a pit in my stomach at the end of Two Step when I saw that guitar, and I was like, man, I see it, and I know he's about to bring it up. Dave's gonna wave it off like it's just gonna. Like, I don't know why. I think I already commented to Nolan that Dave's voice seemed a little shot tonight. Yeah, but no one's like, no, nah, it sounds great, and I was like, maybe I'm just, <laughs> I just don't know. So I'll have to go back and listen. But maybe he cut it for his voice. Maybe he cut it because Two Step was awesome and Carter needed a little rest, so they played Space Between. I don't know, but they cut Shotgun Nolan. And that's the second or third time we've been at a show that Shotgun was cut from. Yeah, I mean, I knew it was going to be Shotgun because I didn't think he was going to play Squirm or Idea of You after Two Step. Um, Seemed like Shotgun would have been a great choice to follow up. Two-step, uh, especially like with the intro. I mean, that would have given uh, Carter a nice little break. Um, but I don't... This one's a head-scratcher to me. Uh, obviously, super disappointed not to get Shotgun. I mean, whatever. It's like five or six minutes of our life, but... Anyways, like, just play it. I don't get it. I mean, if you have time to play Can't Stop and Time Bomb later on, you've got time to play Shotgun. <laughs> and, like, he yells in these other songs that came, like, later on. So I don't, you know. Super intriguing. I don't know what I don't happened get it. I don't get it. But it's it was, a bummer. It was disappointing. Um, I think that would have taken the set to, I mean... It would have changed the set for us, um, for sure. I mean, disappointed uh, yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't doesn't take away the run that had just happened um, in the you know the overall show, but it could have elevated it. Uh, but it's also good just to know that hey, shotgun's still potentially in play. It sucks that it was cut, but they did put it on the set list, and. You know, we thought that it might be a one and done, just not even thought about again, really. And it was put on the set list. Dave put it on there intentionally. 
Mm. And then they just didn't play it. So we'll see. We'll see what happens here in the future. No, but they do play the space between. Um, that's fine. Good sing along, I think. Then another repeat Jimmy thing. <laughs> um, we were super kind of like, oh, what? But Jimmy is, uh, you know, it's good this year. Again, it's really, really good. No more covers. They played the jam that they did last night. Again, mm-hmm. tonight, the horns did a new line. Yeah. I, I mean, it was, you know, it was great. Like the it solos great. and stuff was great. I mean, what, what could you say? It was great. And what would you say if I told you that what would you say came right after Jimmy? I mean, you'd probably say it was a good song. Yeah, I mean, I think on paper it's a pretty good set. Um, and I think it kind of keeps going. What would you say? They nailed it. Um, of course, you and me uh, started out with a little bit of Dave uh, noodling and finger picking. So we weren't quite sure what was going to happen. But then Bruce, um, when his nice detective skills, uh, noticed that Rashawn plays a bugle. <laughs> on you and me which i've never noticed uh so if you see rashawn grab the bugle you know you and me is coming next uh so a little info for you uh, if you're trying to figure out what songs are you maybe bet bet your buddy some money on it next time and uh and you'll you'll thank us for it uh and then Oh, there was a dude behind us, super pumped for you and me. Like, most <laughs> excited I saw anyone all night. He lost it to you and me. And then uh, we see them finish that up. Tim grabs the Flying V guitar, so we knew Ants was coming next. And um, the same dude was yelling for all kinds of songs. We're like, nope, it's Ants. And, uh, <laughs> I think he yelled bartender Yeah, and 41. Yes. Yeah, I was kind of surprised... 41 didn't get played in these two shows. Yeah. Um, but a great version of Ants. Uh, Buddy and Tim were kind of killing it on the uh, on the jam there. Yeah, they did a... They started with Jeff, then it went to Rashawn, then it went to Tim, then it went to Buddy, and then I thought it was going to go back around, but it was just when it landed on Buddy, he soloed for probably maybe eight bar or eight bars uh it was it was a, it was a little bit it was longer than anybody else for sure and then they just ended you know went into the outro and ended and it was good it was fun uh and then so we kind of waited around through the encore and all i'd say we got by the way two really good set closers with two step enhanced last night that's fantastic it's hard to beat those yes um so encore starts and they immediately go into Time Bomb there. Uh, so a, another repeat from last night and an encore repeat. Odd. Very odd. So then we started walking out. But we, we didn't think Time Bomb, because it's short, we didn't think it would close. So we went to the top of the lawn actually and waited up there and we were uh, gonna meet one of uh, one of our friends, shout out Luke, up there and uh, walk out together and all of that. And then, Pretty much segues directly into Warehouse. Yeah. End of Time Bomb, and then Dave takes a second and then starts strumming the Under the Table intro to Warehouse. So, Nolan, another repeat, and it played at every single show so far this year, <laughs> Warehouse. Seven for seven. Wow. And it's, uh, it's fantastic. But um, we saw both intros for Warehouse the last two days. And like we said on the pod last week, it's coming out of Nancy's. 
How about let's do the stop time woo intro. If it's by itself, do the under the table intro, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, and we'd never seen a warehouse closer before, so that was cool. And um, I thought Dave was just like, just playing that intro super fast. Uh, so we were kind of like, okay, this is it. He's, we're wrapping it up here with warehouse. Always cool to see something you haven't seen before. And in this show, we got Madman's Eyes. Uh, and obviously, we hadn't seen many Dreaming Trees or Sweet Up and Downs. So that was pretty cool. Um, and then a warehouse closer. So pretty good stuff from the guys. Um, we headed out and um, had a cool vantage point there from the kind of top of the lawn for warehouse. Made it out, made it back to our car. Um, parking lot was a mess, but we got out very quickly and got back to the hotel. So two for two on that for uh, this weekend. Did not get stuck. and. Um, Man, overall, a, f- a really fun time. We had great seats tonight, which made it even better. And, uh, you know, I'd say these were good good shows, not great, um, but they had some um, epicness sprinkled in. Yeah, absolutely. If you took, you could make a full show out of the two shows, and I think it'd be really, really strong. Um, but, yeah, we got two good shows. They weren't, there were there was no dud show. There was nothing where you're like, man, that was, I don't know if I'd say that was worth the money. There was, there was not really any of that there. So we did have a lot of fun over these last two days. Um, and man, getting dreaming tree. That's just, that's kind of, that's it, man. That's, that's the pinnacle today. Yeah. That was awesome. But yeah, Nolan, now I've got just a couple weeks until two more shows Nolan has a couple months. Okay? He's got a couple months. He's got to wait, um, and that's going to be it's going to be a long couple months for Nolan. I mean, they're going to be playing some good stuff, especially in Jacksonville. They're going <laughs> to just absolutely do it. They're going to play Shotgun, probably, and they're going to play Dreaming Tree and Pig and Spoon and Stone and all of those songs because you know me and the band members are going to become friends and we're going to figure it out. So, anyways, Nolan, overall, do you have any more? recap or any more reactions to the weekend uh, before we go ahead and go to bed? Uh, the only thing I'd say is after seeing the uh, maybe the Austin show and uh, I kind of thought there might have been some more surprises this weekend than there were. Um, you know, Sweet Up and Down was, uh, I was not expecting that one. So you know, I think it's, uh, I think the tour's trending in the right direction. I think it's, uh, I think it's cool that they are really hammering some of the classics. Um, if you're going to get, you're probably going to get Nancy's Warehouse, Jimmy and Two Step at a show at this point. I mean, we got all those, and Ants tonight. I mean, and what would you say? Like, all-time D&B classics. Yeah. So... They might not be the stone or pig or say goodbye, but um, I mean, they're playing some of their best stuff. So, you know, that's awesome. Yes, it really is. And it was awesome. So it, it is an interesting tour so far. We didn't get break free this weekend. Oh, really? 
really was hoping for it. So hopefully we can get that later on this year. I thought that was going to be a lock for the weekend. Anyways, it was not alas. But yeah, Nolan will have to um, let it sink in a little bit more. Maybe give these tapes you know, a couple other listens and pick our favorite tunes from it. And you know, this is just yet another good DMB weekend that is now is now placed in the books and it's time to go home. We're, we're tired. Yes, we are. And uh, Bruce, we'll get you back to Jacksonville so you can uh, see your fam and uh, go to these shows here in a couple weeks. And then I will see you again in person at the Raleigh shows. So we have something to look forward to a little later in the summer. And um, obviously, we will be keeping all of you up to date uh, throughout the summer. So keep listening to the podcast, and um, hopefully we'll run into you at, uh, at some shows. And if not, we'll see you next time on the corner of Gray Street. I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time, a secular religion, if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to Something About the Beatles, now at Evergreen, and wherever you get your podcasts.